When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of Auburn podcasts. I'm your host, Chandler Fullman, and I'm joined alongside tonight with my co-host, Clint Richardson. Clint, rammer, jammer, yellow hammer, go to hell, Alabama. Uh, It's always nice. It's always, always nice. That's right. Auburn takes two out of three from the Crimson Tide on the weekend um, and puts us at 29 and 18 overall and uh, puts us at 12 and 12 in the SEC, um, exactly at 500 in the SEC. But – Let's just jump right into it. Um, Friday night, Clint. Why don't you uh, start us off with the Friday night's game? Uh, that's that's kind of dangerous because I didn't get to watch much of it, but I All watched right. the first two or three innings, and my guy Jack Owen got the returned start uh, game one with Tanner Burns out, and looked pretty good from what I could see. Yeah, I'll fill in. Uh, Auburn won five to one, uh, had a strong start from Jack Owen in his return. He was limited, uh, they said before the game, to 60 to 70 pitches. I'm not sure exactly how many he ended up with, but it was closer to 70. He ended up with 63. Okay, so it was closer to 60. Um, I'm wrong. (laughs) You're not a math teacher. 63 pitches, and he looked good. Only went five innings but allowed only one earned run. Looked like beginning of the season Jack Owen. Um, Surprisingly, he did not have any strikeouts, um, but he he still found a way and still looked decent. And then Elliot Anderson came in for the next three innings and was just pretty much shut down. Uh, Went three innings of two-hit baseball, uh, no runs allowed, um, and threw 52 pitches. And we'll – that's – the 52 pitches thing is an important part that I want to mention because that it'll factor in to tomorrow night's game um, when we talk about that, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, and then Cody Greenhill came in uh, the last inning and I think he looked the best he's looked all season um, and closed out the ninth in dominant fashion. Yeah. Um, and I think when you look at these pitch numbers, it's pretty much what you want for the most part. Jack went five innings at 63 pitches. That's right where he needed to be getting back into the swing of the starting role. Uh, Elliot is not the most efficient guy in the world, 52 pitches, like you mentioned, but did have three strikeouts. So that's, he, you know, 11 batters faced for 52 pitches is a bit high, but you know, when, when you're just trying to get that game one victory, I think it's okay. And then Cody Greenhill, the full inning only faced, three guys obviously and and struck out two of them 
and had 13 total pitches with 11 of them being strikes. Yeah, it was uh, just a, I, I would say, a dominating performance from Auburn on Friday night. Um, I mean, other than – I think the only run was, a, I want to say, a solo home run um, that Jack Owen allowed. I mean, besides that, Bama, they scored – I was incorrect. Bama scored – I know, shocker, right? I was incorrect. Uh, but Bama did score a run on just an RBI single to right field. It wasn't a solo home run. But I wasn't going to tell you you were wrong. But anyway, yet, but uh, but Jack Owen looked very strong. And um, also uh, of note is Edward Edward Julian um, had a triple to right center field on Friday night, um, and that's I think that's pretty rare from from Eddie. Uh, to see him stretch out a triple, so against uh, the shift too. Yes, against the Alabama. Shift. Alabama put on the shift. I think every single at bat that Edward had, and and that really hurt him. And it wasn't until you know that that one at bat, and then late in Game Three on Sunday that he was able to beat it. So yeah, yeah. Alabama had a good defensive plan for him, but um, he made it count right there, and he knocked in the the final run for Auburn in, in the bottom of the eighth to, to give Auburn that five to one victory, which is exactly what you needed after the last weekend in Vanderbilt and to get it started this weekend. Yes, agreed. But let's move on to Saturday. Um, the Tigers lost in absolute heartbreaker fashion, seven to six. Uh, very dramatic game uh, that didn't start until 8.30 at night. Um, just crazy late um, for a college baseball game to start. But originally it was uh, set for 7 o'clock. Uh, Auburn decided on 8.30, and it rained till probably about 7.40, 7.45, and then it dried up for about 45 minutes and gave the field crew enough time to get out, roll, roll the tarp off, and get the field ready. Um, so great job by the – the Auburn grounds crew and a shout out to Daniel Richardson, my boy D rich uh, shout out tigers were down five to two headed into the bottom of the eighth. That was a fun time to be an Auburn tiger. Let me tell you. Absolutely. In the bottom of the eighth, Auburn just kept going. Connor Davis led off with a walk. Uh, Rankin Woolley got a hit by pitch. Steven Williams got another walk. And then Will Holland came in for a, for a single, Judd War came in for a double, and Auburn was able to put four on the board to take a six to five lead. And at that point, we really thought that Auburn was in good position, especially with uh, Cody Greenhill coming back out for the final three outs. But you know that that ninth inning was just a a whirlwind, and this was a weird game, top to bottom, and and one of the more frustrating games just with all the stoppage and play because of reviews and conversation. And I mean, it it never seems to fail. The last two or three trips that Alabama has made to Auburn have just come with some really weird games. And this was this year's weird game. If you remember, I mentioned Friday night's uh, pitching and how the bullpen was handled because Elliot, um, had 52 pitches 
And w- this season, we've seen Elliott throw up to, I think, 71 pitches in a game. And just a interesting move to pull Elliott after three sh- extremely strong innings um, to bring Cody in with a four-run lead. I-, I mentioned that because then we needed Cody on Saturday night, and he had to get warmed up again. And the th- a thing about Cody Greenhill this year that I've noticed is – He's never near as strong in his second outing on a weekend. No, not at all. He and if you watch the the speed gun, he loses three to four, if not more, miles an hour on every single pitch, and he's just not nearly as effective. And you know, thankfully, he only faced three guys on Friday. But yeah. again, he only faced uh, he faced seven batters to end the ninth inning on Saturday and they just Bama was seeing it much better. He wasn't fooling anybody. And, you know, it's not often that you see Cody Greenhill taking the loss in the result and blowing a save. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Rare, rare from Cody um, to see that. It's just, it's not uh, usual because to see from, I mean, last year he was a freshman, all American, and just dominated all his performances, and um, he's dominated most of them this year. So just uh, very surprising to see to see from Cody. But though he gave up two runs there in the top of the ninth, made it seven to six, and then just Auburn just couldn't get anything going after that. They took that blow in the top of the ninth um, after making that comeback, scoring four runs in the bottom of the eighth, six to five. And then Alabama just comes right back and knocks us in the teeth, makes it seven to six. Uh, just they couldn't get in, enough energy and couldn't get anything going there in the uh, bottom of the ninth. But I, I think there was a stat shown at some point during that game and discussed in the following game that Auburn was like 28 and 0 this season when leading after eight. And hmm. this the fight that the Alabama batters showed to, to fight back and get those two runs to win the game, just it, it broke such a great streak for Auburn. And, you know, Auburn's been a really good team to close out the game, but Saturday night was just not the best example of that, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it was just a, a tough game. Um, probably I would say the toughest loss of the season for Auburn and it was very impressive how they uh, bounced back on Sunday uh, and rebounded with from Saturday night's game that didn't end until about 12, 15, 12, 20 uh, Sunday morning, early into the morning, because like I said, it didn't start until eight 30 and then lasted until probably about 12, 15, I think. Yeah, it was, it was a long night and thankfully since, Alabama's just a couple of hours down the road. It's not, you know, I don't think we had to worry about the the Sunday curfew when it comes to these baseball games. And this game didn't get started until three o'clock and it really helped Auburn out just by getting that rest. Yeah, definitely. Sunday's game, like you said, started three. And once again, shout out to the Auburn grounds crew because after Saturday night's game, um, well, Shout out in both ways to them. For some reason, they didn't fit, put on the tarp on the infield. Um, although it, was, it wasn't expected to rain, it was a sixty percent chance of rain, Clint. 
I mean, <laughs> hey, you're not working with the grounds crew. Sixty percent. I know that's not like guaranteed, but I mean, I would put out the tarp just in case. But that's beside the point. Um, you also hadn't been there since nine thirty a.m. I mean, good point. They probably were absolute tired and said, you know, I mean, screw it and let's just get it, get home with it. But great effort from the Auburn grounds crew on Sunday to get us just an opportunity to play at three o'clock. Um, but big, big rebound from Saturday night um, with a 17 to seven win. Um, it was a close game through seven innings uh, heading into the eighth or heading into the bottom of the eighth. It was eight to six. Um, Alabama scored three in the top of the eighth. I think uh, it was eight to three and then they scored three to make it a close game again, made it eight, eight to six. And, then the and then Auburn had a field day in the bottom of the eighth. <laughs> yes, and then the Auburn had a field day. The run it up chance from the Auburn student section started, and buddy, did we run it up? I mean, that was a fun bottom of the eighth. Well, um, this is this is a good example of seeing things differently because you and Section One Eleven were apparently chanting to to run up the score. I was listening to Rod and Andy on the radio call and they continued to talk about this is the kind of game that you can never have enough runs and it's not running up the score. It's just winning the game because, you know, both teams had exhausted their bullpen and this wasn't Sunday games are typically high score and, and just a much longer game. And when you can, combine both of those and very little pitching on both sides it's it's going to make for a high scoring game and and Alabama showed that they can fight back and score they scored in the first second and eighth and ninth innings and uh, just just made it a tight game for a time being and then Auburn was just able to to capitalize on on the mistakes that Alabama made and, and Auburn didn't make nearly as many and, and, and nearly as many big ones. Yeah. Auburn got some good breaks with some chopper balls there in the bottom of the eight to lead it off. Um, and then they had two guys on base um, and it was uh, 12 to six at that time. Auburn had already scored four runs in the inning and Stephen Williams steps up with two guys on base and, hits a bomb out to right center field um, to make it 15 to six and the run it up chance are just going at an all time high. And then Will Hall, and then Case and Howe steps up, gets a double for the right center gap. Um, and then Will Holland steps up and hits another bomb to right center field to make it 17 to six. And just a, just a great, great day. Um, and, We'll, I'll mention this in a minute, but um, great day for Auburn baseball and a great weekend for Will Holland. I mean, it was it was great to see Will. Um, he seemed to get things going on Saturday and Sunday um, with I think two hits and three hits respectively. Yeah, this was this was something that Will really needed to get going, and he he played so well all season, and he had back to back three hit games, like you mentioned, Saturday and Sunday. And for a guy that hasn't really been hitting very well, this was so needed and, and just 
hopefully that this is what propels him going forward and he's getting hot at the right time. He, Will Holland and uh, Ryan Bliss both were fantastic this weekend, both at, at the plate and in the field. And Ryan Bliss was actually named co-freshman of the, of the week in the conference. And his, his efforts did not go unnoticed against Alabama. Yeah. Uh, great weekend from both of the, those young men. But preview of the upcoming week um, for the Auburn Tigers is Tuesday we welcome UAB, the University of Alabama Birmingham Blazers, uh, to Plainsman Park. Uh, they come in at 22 and 26 overall and 8 and 16 in Conference USA. So they're struggling this year. Um, so we need to just continue the momentum and get a big midweek win heading into the Georgia, uh, Georgia weekend. Yeah, this is going to be a, a good one to get because, like we said, pitching's already kind of down, um, already thin, and it's going to be a fight to get these guys to, to be effective and, and have some short outings. And this Georgia series is going to be tough. If, if you thought Vanderbilt was hard, Georgia's just Vanderbilt number two at this point. And Georgia's ranked eighth in the country, according to D1 Baseball. and 37 and 12 overall and this is this is going to be a fight yeah and the only I mean it's never good when a player is hurt but the only encouraging uh thought that I can have for Auburn fans is the Georgia ace um their number one starting pitcher Emerson Hancock has been out hurt for the past two weeks um you never hope a guy is hurt but I hope he um, is feeling a little tightness Friday Friday morning, <laughs> um, and has to be out a third week. Um, well, you you know exactly how this goes, being an Auburn fan and and a fan of all of the athletic teams that Auburn puts out. When a team is struggling, or a player is struggling, or is hurt, or whatever, they always seem to to get it turned around and make their reappearance onto the playing surface when they have to face Auburn. Yeah, that's true. But um, from what I've read and heard is he is um, still day-to-day. So we we probably won't know until maybe Friday night when we get to the field whether he will be um, the starting pitcher or not. Uh, for, For me, I'm just glad that this game is not at Foley Field. Yeah, Georgia that, is twenty-five and three at home, and eleven and eight on the road. So, obviously, this is a really, really good team. But playing on the road has not been their best friend. And hopefully, as the the regular season finale, Auburn fans will show up. And I hate that I will not be able to make it. Yeah, uh, but Hancock. Uh, one last note about him is um, we've seen some very good pitchers so far this season. Um, I mean, we saw Drake Fellows for Vanderbilt, Kumar Rocker for Vanderbilt, uh, some really good guys for Ole Miss, uh, John Doxakis for uh, Texas A&M, Casey Martin for Arkansas. Uh, list goes on and on and on. But I think Emerson Hancock may be the best that we potentially see all season. Uh, he comes in to uh, Friday's uh, matchup 
um, with a 1.04 ERA and uh, 77 strikeouts and a 7-2 and two overall record. Uh, just outstanding numbers from Hancock. And it'll be uh, it'll be big if he pitches or not this this weekend. But uh, before uh, before we move on to uh, end end our show and talk about our players of the week, uh, let's just mention a few notes um, with Tanner Burns' health. Uh, we are hoping Auburn is hoping to get Tanner Burns back this weekend. Um, I think it's still a day to day thing, but I think Auburn. I would like to say Auburn is hopeful. Um, it sounded an optimistic Butch Thompson. And I'm sure we'll learn more. Um, I think the press conference or his midweek press conferences, I think tomorrow or Wednesday, and we should know, uh, we should know more then, but Clint, why don't you lead us off with um, your Hitchcock heckler player of the week? Uh, I mean, it, it's hard. You've got such good players this weekend, but I'm going to go a little different route and make this more of a shout-out this week and give my player of the week to freshman Brody Moore. thought this kid played fantastic when his number was called. Uh, Rankin Wally gets a, a mean hit-by-pitch right around the elbow um, Saturday night, and Brody is called upon to, to come in and play first. And didn't have his cleanest game from the the – in the field, but was really good on Sunday and made his his at-bats count. Kid went three for six at the plate, um, scored two runs, and hit in an RBI. That was his first SEC start on Sunday, and um, his RBI was actually the go-ahead run in the sixth inning to break a 3-3 tie. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I mean, like I said, that game was close um, up until all the way up until the eighth inning. So just a a huge performance this weekend and a way to step up from the freshman Brody Moore. Um, And makes you really excited to see what he's going to be able to do next year. Yes, I 100% agree. And that's a great choice for player of the week. Um, But I thought you had, I thought we had, I mean, in my mind, it was kind of narrowed down to two players and then you throw Brody Moore out there and now, and now I have to choose between two players and (laughs) that's why I didn't want to pick. (laughs) And I really, I don't know who to choose. Um, Well, one, one was named a player of the week and the other had another heck of a weekend. So good luck. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But uh, the two players I'll give, I'll give them both shout outs is Will Holland and Ryan Bliss, um, the middle infield for Auburn. But I'm going to go ahead and go with Ryan Bliss for my E2C uh, Hitchcock Heckler Player of the Week you know, uh, because Will, uh, Will struggled on Friday night, uh, did, was hitless, turned it on Saturday and Sunday. But Ryan Bliss had two hits on Friday night, two hits on Saturday night, uh, Saturday night and two hits on Sunday. So a six-hit weekend from the freshman, Ryan Bliss, and he played superb in the field as well. Um, so just a, a excellent weekend from him. Um, so shout-out to Ryan Bliss, my Hitchcock Heckler Player of the Week. 
I think that's um, also a, a great pick. And you know, just to expand on some of the stats, he also hit 500 for the weekend, sits at 12, uh, reached on base in eight of his 14 plate appearances, ooh. scored five runs, um, had four RBI, got walked twice, and was two for two on sack butt attempts. Wow. And, I mean, those sack bunts, you know, well, I guess you found them somewhere in the box score, but they don't usually show up on the box score. But they're very important. So, uh, way I, to get you know those. what? I th- I think Ryan might be the best bunter on the team. Yeah, I would. I I think I could agree with that statement. Um, and, and I think if you go back to a couple of weeks ago, um, I forget which game it was, but it was at home at Plainsman Park. Ryan was trying to hit a to lay down a, a sack bunt and had a had a ball right at, you know, the brim of his uh, batting helmet and was able to just duck out of the way and lay down one of the best bunch you'll ever see. So he's got a really good knack and I win in that batting or in that bunting form. And, and it's, it's a lot of fun to, to watch. Yeah. Um, I think it really helps. Um, I mean, this is not a shot at him, but his, his, short stature and um his his smaller stature i think that really helps him in his in bunting and um it's critical at some points in the games this season and he's usually come up with the and gotten the bunt down and um been a crucial point and critical uh point in helping the auburn tigers have a successful season absolutely and like you said he's only five nine and and he's such a talented defender and he's playing out of his natural position at second because yeah. of Will Holland. And so next year, as we all expect Will to enter the MLB draft, I don't see any drop off in the shortstop play next season. Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? Um, I think Will will go ahead and enter the draft. Um, but who knows after the, after how he struggled um, most of the season, um, it could still be up in the air. Um, but the game times for this week are UAB um, at 6 o'clock Central Time uh, on Tuesday night, Georgia 6 o'clock Central Time Friday night, Saturday 2 o'clock Central Time, and Sunday 1 o'clock Central Time. Um, so... Just a great week of baseball on hand. Um, Four games at Plainsman Park. Uh, Let's get out and support our Auburn Tigers um, if you're in town and able to make it. But I think that'll do it for this time on uh, Hitchcock Hecklers. Um, But until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?